Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello? <laughs> no, you're not supposed to say hello. Hello. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit better than that. Come on. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and we've got some feedback from people, and I've heard it myself. It's like, hey, you've got a sign-on thing. It's like, no. You want us to change it? I don't tell Derek he's no, got something going because then he wants to change it. <laughs> Because everybody says, yeah, you say you're Sean Rowling. Then Derek comes on, hello, we love that. <laughs> and now Derek, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Special. So a listener's poll. What should I say at the start? I could say, I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> or where's Sean? <laughs> <laughs> he left because Derek walked in without pants. When we first started this, I remember we, uh, I think for the first 10 or 15, maybe 18 episodes, we, I tried to do something different each time. And uh, we, we got, two of us had trouble deciding, okay, well, what this time? What next time? Mm-hmm. What do you got to come up with something new every time? And, and uh, finally we just... Went with hello, and that worked. Yes, worked for a, while, a couple yeah. of years now, buddy. So, like, this is 182, so for at least 165 episodes. Yeah. You've been <laughs> saying, hello. That's 165 hellos from Derek. <laughs> I hope you people yeah. feel special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, how you been, buddy? <laughs> Listener poll. Let's, uh, I wanted people to chime in, send us notes, tell, tell me what I should be saying, what I should be doing at the start of the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what should Derek say? <laughs> Keep it clean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, August already. I know. What what heck happened? <laughs> and you know what? I I'm, I maybe I'm getting older or something, but man, this has been a hot summer. Yeah. I I'm yeah. having trouble adjusting to it. Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was uh, seemed to be well. Summer f- took forever to get here too. Yes, it did. It was slow. Yeah, and then and with with. Everything I've been doing lately, it seems, well, July, nothing's going on. Yeah. Like, summer is wasting. And then all of a sudden, like, two weekends in a row, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. constantly it's on the busy. go now. Yeah. And then here we are. Yeah, it's been crazy. One more month and the kids go back to school. I know. Huzzah! <laughs> oh, no, wait, I don't have kids yet. They're there anymore. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, one's still in university. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so just getting things done around and, mm-hmm. yeah, last, like I say, last couple weekends were... We're pretty busy on canoe tripping. And- My kids last week, this last weekend, long weekend, we uh, we decided that we we just been doing too much. We need a break. We need to relax. So we decided, okay, we're gonna stay home. We'll do some hikes, some biking, some walking, whatever. But we're not going anywhere. There's no camping, no tripping, no nothing. And when the kids found out, they were so excited. They said. <laughs> We get to stay home. And they're so excited that they could stay home and play and do some biking and whatever. Sleep they, in their own We beds. weren't going to be driving anywhere. We weren't going to be setting up and going camping or canoeing. And because we've done quite a bit, the kids have been out and about doing everything all summer, right? We drag them everywhere on the weekends. So this is the first weekend in like five or six weekends where we didn't do anything. No, that's not necessarily so, a bad thing. No, no, that's not a bad thing. But I just found it strange that they were so excited to not be doing anything for the weekend <laughs> well maybe because they're doing stuff that they don't want to do maybe just taking on a regular no they've been, they've always enjoyed the weekends it's maybe just, they want to go farther afield they want to watch tv <laughs> that's what they want to do <laughs> yeah hey we get to watch spongebob <laughs> 
But yeah. Beckett this weekend, Beck was the first time on two wheels. So oh no, I, more uh, training wheels, eh? I took the training wheels off, and uh, so Friday Friday morning he was on his bike on the training wheels. At lunchtime, I took the training wheels off. Friday afternoon was his first time. He was scared. He didn't want to do it. No, no, no. We convinced him that we're going to be right beside him. So we ran beside him. He took off, had no problem. By Saturday, he was doing circles through the uh, schoolyard all on his own. It's uh, He's got to learn how to use the brakes because yep. he, uh, he, he's he got one of those bikes where you pedal backwards to brake. Oh, okay. So he'd pedal backwards, and then when he'd come to almost a stop, he'd take his foot off the braking foot and try and put that foot down. So he'd, his foot would be off the brake, and he's sliding on one foot trying to ah, crashes. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you got to keep one foot on the brake. <laughs> Yeah, it'll so. be no time at all before he's hammering those brakes and skidding. Yeah, and exactly. All yeah. that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it doesn't take long. <laughs> so he used to call Mackenzie Dangerous Dan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Just do things like that. <laughs> so, uh, well, this is going to be an episode of- Yeah, it's going to be an episode. Canoe tripping stuff. Yes. Trip logs and- Yep. Because between a the combo. two of us in the last two weeks, there's been three trips. Yes, quite a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's start with you. It's the- Derek family canoe trip. <laughs> Where, when, how, why, So who, we what? had trouble deciding at first. I wanted to start going a little bit further afield because we always go to Algonquin. Yeah, you were talking to Mogami. Uh, yes. At one point. So yeah. we, and you know, I was almost, uh, I was uh, asking uh, Christina, Camp Christina about uh, uh, canoe route ideas and stuff like that. But she, I needed something. It'd be the first time the kids would potentially be without a Thunderbox. It's got to be family friendly. So, yeah. So I wasn't convinced that Stella would be happy with that. And I wasn't convinced that Beckett would be happy with that either. Squatting in the woods and stuff like that. So I oh, had to- just be walking around with no pants, pooping and peeing <laughs> everywhere. Come on. So I had to be convinced that they were it was going to work for them because I didn't know how they'd react. But uh, Christine didn't know which sites would or wouldn't have Thunderboxes. She wasn't paying that much attention to that type of thing. Right. And uh, so she had an idea of where I could go, but then we just decided, you know what, I'm going to have to go up and do a route myself. I'll go on a solo trip or something and I'm going to pick someplace and just do a good look through and check out every campsite I can. And so I'll spend like, you know, a long weekend or something and I'll check everything out and then I'll be able to take the kids up there. Right. Right. And, but then again, like in a few years, the kids will be able to poop in the woods like a bear. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, we decided, uh, we'll just stick to what we know. And we went to Algonquin. So, man, you know what? Like if, if you're trying to keep the kids into it, you yeah. got to make them happy, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because if, if they get out this young and they're not, it's just, you, you don't need that on a trip. No, no. You know? No, they're not anything that's going to make it questionable. Yeah. And I mean, you know, your kids, so you know what they're going to. Exactly. And you know. Stella would be very upset and nervous about something like that. Yeah. Right. So anyway, so we, uh, we did, uh, uh, West side entrance, uh, Rain Lake, uh, went, uh, up through, uh moccasin and bandit and in through uh up into misty and okay. uh, stayed a couple nights in misty and then worked our way back so it was uh there's a lot of portages there yeah like three four hundred uh there's quite a few and they're, they're all in the range of 400 then the one at misty is like 1100 meters right so it was uh it was a good practice trip for the kids they each had a backpack okay right so they had to carry stuff and uh they did really good like the first uh first portage beckett whined a lot but then he realized He's in it. 
for the long haul. And so right. he stopped whining. He just kind of went with it, right? So he had to learn that he was, uh, was didn't have a choice in the matter. And then he enjoyed it after that. It was good. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really good. We, uh, we did, uh, what was it? Four nights. So we did four nights and, uh, we saw some lakes that I've never stopped at before, but I've passed through. through them. Yeah. So really okay. nice. Like one of the ones that I, I've always liked Misty. It's a nice lake. Yeah. But, uh, Bandit Lake, I've, like I've never stopped on that one before. It's got two nice little campsites. One of them is really weird. <laughs> and that's the one we had. <laughs> so it was, uh. It's the campsite itself is really tight. So we had trouble fitting the tent onto the tent pad, but then you go back to where the Thunderbox is and you could probably, you could probably put about 10 or 20 tents back there, but who wants to tent next, next to, to the Thunderbox? Thunderbox? But yeah. it's a huge open clearing, flat ground, loamy surface, nice and soft, no rocks, no roots. And a Thunderbox right in the middle of it. <laughs> so it was like, what's hmm. going on? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's kind of weird. But it was a nice campsite. It was, uh, it was, it's a rocky uh, entrance. So you can sit on the rocks. We watched a gigantic snapping turtle. And it was, uh, we saw beavers calling to each other and swimming across. And we thought we heard a moose. But the next morning I did hear moose, but it was misty and I couldn't see him. Okay. But it was like, we saw lots of animals and the kids were, thought it was great. And uh, raccoon, we chased a raccoon up a tree. So it was... uh, I've never seen a raccoon backcountry. I saw a raccoon. On Misty Lake, we saw a raccoon. Yeah. See, every time I've seen raccoons in Algonquin, they're always at at the put-ins or at the uh, campgrounds. He was going for our... uh, We we were eating supper and he was going for our bear barrel. Right. And it's like, Stella goes, hey, a raccoon. She's all pleased and it's like raccoon so i chased <laughs> it up a tree and he stayed up a tree till dark and then snuck down and left but yeah so <laughs> so we saw a raccoon yeah i haven't seen a raccoon in the back country either before yeah, it's no. typically what you'd expect to see in the front country because they're yeah. they're more scavengers and stuff right yeah so i was i'm not surprised but i just i hadn't seen one before right so yeah back back country band yeah interesting yeah. right yeah i know i've never seen them back there yeah I, I can't remember, like, yeah, Mew Lake and Pog Lake, I've yeah, seen them. but exactly, right? But that's it, yeah. You expect them to be near where garbage is and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. But it was a good trip. Like... It was... Uh, How was it, the weather? The weather was fantastic. Nice, uh, sunshiny. We had... I remember waking up one night and I heard rain on the tent. And uh, that was that one night. So we didn't have any... It was just sunshiny the whole time. Like, right. We never even had cloud cover. Do you have a good beach site or anything or... Uh, like for swimming? No, we we were scoping out a beach site, but uh, there was always people on it on Misty. Yeah. And it's one of those sites that uh, we've passed by many times. And it's like, oh, I want to check it out. I wish nobody was there. <laughs> but it was, it's a nice beach site right on Misty. And uh, one day we will... We well, will... that's that's <laughs> that one on Bice Lake last year that we all stayed on. Oh, yeah, that's a nice I've site. I've never been able to get that site. And then last year it's like, hey! Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. site. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you always look for the beach sites because just, yeah, you might want to go for, it makes it loading and unloading your canoe as well. There's that. And it's, it's great for the kids. Like the, uh, the one on Misty was a rocky-ish beach. There was okay. a section of sand that didn't touch the water and then rocks all along the water's edge. So it was right. nice. It was the first one to the left of the portage entering Misty. And, uh, but it had a, like a, you could jump off one side and you can enter the other side on gravel and sand. So it was a, it was a nice little spot and, uh. It was, uh, 
Uh, I've never seen so many little tiny fish fry in my life. Yeah. And so you, you walk into the water to go for a swim and, and first it freaks you out. Then you realize it's just a little tiny fish, but like all up and down your entire leg, they're like pulling on your hair, your leg hairs, right? It's like, what's going on? I think uh, (laughs) there's some Asian countries that you go to and you pay for that. Yeah. Yeah, Special fish. I don't, they, I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think, I don't think it's trout, but. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it was pretty version. cool. Yeah. The kids had a blast. They would uh, either put, throw pebbles in the water and the fish would go after the pebbles or they'd sprinkle water on the water and fish would go after the water sprinkles. The fish were very active. Yeah. Very, very active. So uh, what about you? So you, did you go fishing at all? I went fishing one day for about 15 minutes and then I packed it all away and I didn't do it again. Didn't catch anything? I didn't even try. It was like 15 minutes, just enough to I put line, I run line onto the reel, hooked up some lures and, and cast it for a bit. Then I had to do something around camp and I never went back to fishing again. Nah, kid, okay. Yeah. I just, it was just too busy with the kids. The kids were yeah. always doing something, right? And they don't fish? No, I, I haven't really, uh, they fish, I had them fishing off a, a friend's dock a couple of times and they both caught fish off the dock, little sunfish and stuff yeah. like that. Beckett caught a bass, Stella caught a sunfish, <clears throat> but, uh, I haven't really got them into it at backcountry camping. Yeah. At that age, that's the perfect time to get it too. I mean, you're not doing much fishing yourself, but no, the, no. the two of them are just constantly, yeah. that's what mm-hmm. we do with our guys, right? Yeah. Just cast one over each side. Yeah. Yeah. And then all you're doing is putting worms on the hooks and taking fish yeah. off. Right. And they're just having an absolute blast. <laughs> and then they just get hooked. Who is it that, uh. I can't remember who it was, but they were fishing with their little four-year-old. It was like Ontario Backcountry Camping Facebook page or something. Anyways, the kid cast, the mom caught the hook in the nose. Oh, right in the nose, yeah. And uh, so <laughs> then they uh, had to go to the hospital to get the hook removed. And it was one of those hooks with a white wiggly worm. And I'm yeah, thinking, Mr. Can, you imagine, looking, can you yeah. imagine walking through the emergency room door and you're walking in there and she'll go, how can I, oh, I know how I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> what well, seems to be the problem is his wiggly worm nose. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, my brother got one in the back of the head once. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of his buddies was casting, I guess, and thunk, right in the back of the skull. And, oh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, when you get them in the, in the finger and stuff like that, you know, they say you just push it through, cut the barb off and, and, uh, and pull it back, it back out. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, but see, the barb does all the damage. You have to yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I fish now with barbless hooks. Oh yeah. Which is a pain in the butt. Which Why? when I do my trip logs, I'll, well, I'll just say, I'll say it now is I caught something, there was something massive hammered my lure and this past weekend. And I'm bringing it in, I'm fighting. And then I just wasn't, he started making a run for the boat. So I wasn't. You weren't real fast enough? I wasn't reeling fast enough. And then he spit the lure. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if the, if it was barbed, he wouldn't have been able to spit it. Mm -hmm. But because they're, they're not, they just slide right back out. Right. Yeah, exactly. But the saving thing with that is if you get, get a fish that's not big enough, then you just slide it right out and you set them free pretty quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not doing damage to the, like as much damage to the fish as trying to rip barb through his lip sort of thing. Back exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so they're not really inefficient yet. Um, bugs. <laughs> it's a, it brings up a funny story. So, and Stella didn't hear me telling this story to Siobhan. So it was it, the both of us, when Stella told the story back to us, we just looked at each other. It's like, what a coincidence. Anyways, I told Siobhan, it's like, I wish I could make 
all bugs explode that come in within two to five feet of me. And I want to hear the explosion. <laughs> I want to hear the little firecracker pop. And Siobhan goes, no, bugs are necessary. Just have a shield that keeps them away. So we're talking back and forth like this. You know, there are personal force fields to keep bugs away from us. And then like the next day, Stella was, we were sitting down by the rocks and Stella was just saying, I wish I could electrocute the flies that touch me. <laughs> and we look at each other. It's like, uh, yeah, she's our yeah. kid. <laughs> so, yeah, she belongs to us. There is no change. But Stella reacts so badly to bug bites. Like yeah. it's just a big welt. And it's like the poor thing. She gets so itchy and middle of the night she'll be crying because she's so itchy. So we have to bring like kids Benadryl or something to oh, yeah. keep the itching yeah. away. Yeah. So, but yeah, the bugs weren't bad actually. The bugs were, uh, I never used any nets or anything. We brought a, uh, a bug tent, one of those backcountry bug tents. Oh yeah. Yeah. Never used it. And see, we've been noticing, I mean, there's, there's mosquitoes around, but the deer flies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. The deer fly has been brutal. Yeah, there you know, was the, uh, the black flies. Mosquitoes seem to be mo- while well, the black flies are gone. Mosquitoes are mostly gone. Yeah, but the black fl- or the 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 deer flies, and of course when you're paddling, they're attacking your ankles. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially yeah. when you're in a canoe, you're paddling away from a site somewheres, and and suddenly it's like, what's that? And yeah. so they just they know where to hide. Oh yeah, and smart you, little buggers. Yeah, and you can't get them. Yeah. Oh no, so. I know too fast. But yeah, so the yeah the uh, the the deer flies and the horse flies and whatever they were they were kind of bad, but uh, for the most part the mosquitoes weren't didn't really bother us. Like uh, the kids got bit a couple you know a half dozen times, not much, not bad, yeah. just enough to be it's new for them. They're still not immune to the bug bites, right? I can ignore bug bites now, but they can't. Yeah. So they're they're getting used to it slowly. Oh, we've been doing it for so long. Then. Yeah. 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 Uh, how's the canoe with the two kids? I mean, they're getting bigger, it's, right? It is, uh, it's becoming a challenge. Yeah. It's, uh, so we're still doing the same thing we did right from the start. Stella would sit in front of me. I'm, I'm in the stern. Stella sits on the, uh, the canoe pack in front of me and, uh, we, uh, have some sort of bag or like th- this trip was the tent would, uh, you know, on the floor between Siobhan's feet and Becca would sit on that right okay. in the bow, right? And so we, we, uh, we're pretty good at, uh, paring down gear. We got really good this year. So we only had the two packs plus the tiny packs for the kids. Like the kids, all the only thing they carried was, uh, uh, one pack had fishing gear and map and snacks. And the other pack had, uh, rain jackets and bug jackets. Yeah. So pretty so light. So just, yeah, very, very light for the kids. Yeah. So it was just, just enough that they had a pack to carry that they were responsible for. And you just every year add a little bit add more. Add a little bit more weight. A little bit more to yeah. it. Until you're walking with no pack. Yeah, exactly. And they're humping <laughs> down there. And, hey, yeah. something not right here. <laughs> exactly. But we pared down the gear pretty good. So we, uh, the, it, uh, there was still lots of room in that 14 foot canoe. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's not long before you need a second canoe. No, I buddy. know. We're looking at it now. We we're thinking of buying something that's going to have a three seater or something, right? Like an 18, 19 foot, three seater, something carbon Kevlar. I don't know. We'll no, see what we can find. You only need two. Because <laughs> then you just bring two canoes with you. But who's going to stern paddle the other canoe? One of the kids. It'll have to be one of the other kids. <laughs> Siobhan cannot do the stern. Well, she's going to have to learn. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of getting her lessons because she won't listen to me, right? I try and teach her and she won't listen to me. It's the same thing with the kids. Try and teach them skiing. They won't listen to me. Yeah. So No one listens to dad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've had that. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, I, I keep thinking of doing uh, Canoe Canada or whatever it is, Paddle yeah. Canada canoe paddling lesson. Get, get her out there and the Exactly. Yeah. yeah, because if you guys get two canoes and 
Exactly. And that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If we had another small canoe, then Bob's your uncle, right? I already have two canoes, right? So just that the other one's a uh, canvas cedar strip, uh, 1952 uh, Peterborough canoe built in Peterborough, Ontario. Just get that. I get think that out there. It's heavy. So, <laughs> wimp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, highlights of the trip. Highlights? Uh, well, we, we we only saw one moose, but the kids were really excited. It's our first moose. Right. Uh, we saw a couple snapping turtles, and they came right up to the campsite and mm-hmm. looked right at us. So, it was really weird because I, you, know, you don't expect the turtles to be coming to you, right? But I think we were on their site or something. Yeah. It's like, hey, what are you doing to my site? So, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was nice to see the kids becoming more independent. They want to do more stuff on their own. They were more interested in being out there and you know what I mean? They're not just being told what to do. They're thinking of their own stuff to do. Right. right. So that was interesting. More exploring Developmentally. Stuff. Yeah. More yeah. exploratory stuff. So yeah, it would, uh, it was, uh, th- the highlight is just the whole trip really. Like with all the animals that we got to see or the kids got to see. So it was, uh. It was neat to see them discovering stuff. And you're seeing them, like you say, pick up more each year, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you're noticing a big change from last year to this year. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. and they're uh, they're remembering back what they did last year and how to do it better. So I'm impressed by that. I have a bad memory. So when, when my kids have a better memory than me, that's like, I think that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you around <laughs> yeah. for a little while. Any low points? No, not really. No, it was... Uh, it, it all worked out well. The kids were really good on the portages and, uh, oh, you know what? I think there is a low point. I discovered a leak in my canoe. What? There's a crack in the keel. Oh. So I just, I just abused it on the meanest link, right? Right. So I was not nice to it. I've never been nice to it. I've always abused it. I just think it's a tool. You use it. And, uh, so it's starting to show its age. So, uh, there's just, and it's just a, tiny, tiny leak. It's hardly even noticeable, but it, you can see that water is coming in through the keel. So I'm going to have to get that patched or something. Yeah. Just a little bit of a patch shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be too much. Yeah. But other than that, the, the canoe is holding up. I think I got it back in 2004, 2005, yeah. something like that. So I've had it forever. So oh. it's done a lot of trips. It's done a lot of miles. Drive it till it dies. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I still got quite a few years in, left in it, right? Cool. A little tiny patch and she's happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to do, man. Yeah. It was a good trip though. It was a really, really good trip. Well, it sounds like it was. And like mm-hmm. you say, hopefully they'll keep doing more. Eventually you're going to be doing like a couple of trips a year with them. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, they, and they're asking for it more. They're really excited to get out camping, right? Yeah. So when are we going camping? Like, is when I keep going, like I've gone like four or five times this year and they're like, oh, how come I'm not going? It's like, well, well see, your you turn's do, coming. You got to do what I do. What's that? I take one person each oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get three trips out of the deal. <laughs> so you, you you and Siobhan do one. Yeah. Then you and Beckett do one. Then you and Stella do one. And it's win, 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 daddy all the way. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, buddy. That's using the old smarticle particles if yeah. you ask me. So, yeah, I, I mean, we're, my kids are at the age where, you know, university, college, and out working and, and all that. So yeah. we're trying to get all four of us together to do a family vacation now. Yeah is pretty difficult. Yeah. Every schedules doesn't line up, right? Yeah. Like so, right now with my kids, their schedule is my schedule. So yeah. I can yeah. make them go wherever I want them to. Yeah. <laughs> dance, puppets, <Yeah>. dance. <laughs> well, it sounds like you had a good trip. Glad yeah. to hear that. And it was followed up by an Elvis festival. 
Oh, Elvis the pelvis. <laughs> yeah, the Collingwood uh, Elvis Festival. Yeah, so we went up to Blue Mountain afterwards. Uh, like we, we left the park, got home just long enough to unpack and repack and then headed up to Blue Mountain and, and uh, did the Collingwood Elvis Fest. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Lots of hiking on the mountain and it's pretty cool. Made a mention that, oh yeah, Elvis is on. Well, yeah. well <laughs> you should have made plans to go. Yeah. She was working though, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, that tends to be what happens. She always ends up working on that weekend. Oh, that's she's, too bad. Well, she's been a couple times because she met Priscilla up there the one year she, she was there. The actual Priscilla? Yeah. Not a... No, no, Priscilla cool. Presley has made one appearance at the Elvis Festival. Huh. And Tracy went and stood in line, got her book and... Cool. I think she got the book signed or something like yeah. that or something signed anyway. Neat. Yeah. So she's only been to the festival once apparently yeah. and that was the year. So Yeah. She but, wanted to check out Blue Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she's going to move there. Yeah, maybe. Graceland North. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. Well, um, tell me about your trip then. Well, I will. Let's take a quick break here and then I'll come back and I'll tell you about my two trips. Two trips. And three reviews of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. It's going to be a busy one. Be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So I took two trips over the last couple weekends. Okay. Uh, and I took a couple new items with me. One of them is ghee. I've never heard of it. I've heard of it before. It's it's just a form of highly clarified butter. So basically you take the butter. I mean, you can make it at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... Melting regular unsalted butter. Yeah. And you start taking the goop off the top. It separates. So let the oils that separate, let them separate yeah. and clear it off. The liquid fats and solid milk solids all separate. Mm-hmm. And once separated, the milk solids are removed. And yeah, so it has less lactose than butter. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's heated for longer. So, you, you know, than other types of uh, clarified butter. So it gets, it's stronger and has a nutty flavor mm-hmm. to it. And it's a bit darker. What's the benefit? You don't need to refrigerate it. Oh, okay. Right? I don't refrigerate butter anyways. Yeah, but you don't really take it on canoe trips, do you? No. Because it goes it gets, bad. Yeah. Well, it doesn't go bad. It gets too liquidy. I take margarine on camping trips because it's, it's hardier for camping and for buttering stuff. Yeah, and see that stuff, like I've always been taught you got to refrigerate that. Even margarine? Says, yeah. Even says right on the container. Keep refrigerating. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's pretty hardy stuff. Yeah. It's not even, there's nothing real in it. Chemicals. Yeah. Those real chemicals need to be refrigerated. <laughs> and maybe I'd be worried about it if I was on like a two-week trip, but uh, for shorter trips. Well, the ghee is, now, I bought a container of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or you didn't make it yourself? No, no. I went to, yeah, it was just too time consuming. Um, you, you, you can make it yourself. It's not, ho- not hard. There's instructions on the internet on how to do it. So I bought, I was at uh, Waldo Mart there and saw some, a couple different versions. So I, I picked up a, a jar of it. And you don't need to take the whole jar with you. Mm-hmm. They only sell bigger jars. But it's really soft at cool temperatures. Yeah. At warmer temperatures, it's pure liquid. Okay. And then in the fridge, it goes solid. Yeah. So all I did when I took it on my trips is I got a, a liquid-proof container. Yeah. Right? Not too big. I poured some in, screwed the cap on, put it in a Ziploc bag, and put it in the fridge. So it Go, go solid. Mm-hmm. And then as we were on our trip, it slowly turned Softened liquid. And yeah. Yeah. Um, and it is good for, now I did veg, uh, fried peppers and onions and mushrooms, right? Yeah. So you cut all that stuff up, put it in a baggie. Then when you get to camp for your dinner, you get your stove going, you put your pan on there when it gets a bit hot, you pour the ghee in. Okay. Right? So it's just like putting butter yeah. sticks in, except it's already melted. Yeah. And then you throw in your peppers and everything like that and toast them up and uh, fry them up. And it gives it a slight, fla- a different flavor than if you were doing it with regular, regular butter. butter. yeah. And it was actually quite tasty. Huh. And it was, uh, it'd be perfect for fish. Throw some in the bottom of a pan and fry up some fish, that sort of thing. You have to use unsalted? Unsalted buttered if you're making it at home. Yeah. 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 I guess there's a difference. Um, I guess the salt would do something to it. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So we took that for the first time. Cause I've been, I've been hammering this issue about buttering margarine for years yeah. and I just don't take it if I don't have to, or if somebody's bringing a cooler, I'll throw a small thing of margarine in. Yeah. But again, it melts and I just don't trust it. Butter, it gets exactly like the ghee does. It just goes absolutely mm-hmm. liquidy. And again, don't, don't really trust butter that way. It's too much of the dairy product and stuff in it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So on the longer trips, yeah, this will be perfect. Mm-hmm. So I tested that out. Uh, like I say, I went to the old local store there and I found it in the Asian food section. Oh, okay. Cause it's, uh, from India. Yeah. The, the Indian section there, um, that they had it in. So I picked up a, lot, a thing of that and it, it's going to last me a while. That's for, <laughs> they never sell it in these small containers, right? <laughs> okay. So I took that for the first time on, on a trip with uh, Mackenzie there a couple of weeks back under McCraney Lake in Algonquin and we used it and it was perfect. So I'll definitely be uh, taking that again. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'd never heard of it until tonight. Yeah. No, I've heard of it and people say, oh yeah, make it. And there's a lot of people that take it, but I'm starting to look at it and I'm like, oh, it's just too complicated. And realistically, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not complicated to make. Yeah. I'm just lazy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I happened to see it in the store and I picked some up and- yeah. Mm-hmm. Once that's out, I'll be back at the store buying some more. I tend to, uh, when, when I'm camping with a family, we'll bring some margarine, but if I'm on my own or if I'm with the guys, I don't bother. No, no. Because it's just something to help, uh, like usually when I'm off on a, a guy's trip, it's just like uh, freeze dried food and, and whatnot. Right. Yeah. But when I'm cooking with a family, I'm cooking. Right. And that's perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I should give you some, you can take it home and try it. <laughs> because you've got a gallon of it. I've got about a gallon and a half of it. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I bought, and I bought this when we were down in the States. Now I'll take for breakfast. Um, like I usually my breakfast when I'm camping or oh, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of things, oatmeal and stuff yeah, like that. Same. But I switched to these flatbread things and they got like, some of them got raisins and cinnamon. Some got blueberries yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Breakfast right? rounds and yeah, whatever. Breakfast yeah. rounds. Yeah. yeah. And 
so I was bringing a thing of peanut butter, a small container of peanut butter. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that's too heavy. Then I got in, so I'd take some of the peanut butter and put it in one of those tubes. Yeah. That you can buy squeeze from. Squeeze tube, yeah. Yeah, the squeeze tubes, right? So you, there's a little clip at the end, you open it up, you put all the peanut butter in, yeah. and close it and there you go. And then when you want some, you just open it up like a, like a toothpaste tube and squeeze yeah. some out. And I'm thinking, you know what? That's messy. It's disgusting. <laughs> Whatever. So I, when I, we were down at, uh, I guess that was Canoe Copia. We were down at Canoe Copia. Mm-hmm. When, again, when we were in Waldo Mart there and uh, picked up uh, this thing of powdered peanut butter. And it's like a big jar of peanut butter size. Yes. But it's all powdered peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to take that full thing. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. A little goes a long way. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to, on this trip, I'm just going to put some in a baggie and zip it up, put elastic around it so it doesn't leak and throw it in the bottom of the pack. Yeah. The food bag, right? And then what I did as well is I got this little two inch by two inch by two inch plastic Tupperware looking container mm-hmm. with a small lid. So you take, take the lid off, you put your powder in, put a little bit of water in and stir it. Yeah. If you need more powder, you, and, you know, more powder, add Next it, more to, water, add yeah. it. And then to the consistency of peanut butter. And then you take it out and you spread it. Worked like a charm. Hmm. It doesn't taste exactly like peanut butter. But it's close enough. But it's close enough. Mm-hmm. You know, your kid's not going to gripe and complain that, oh, I don't got no peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And it's lighter. You're not taking the big plastic container in with you and all that. It's just add some water. Yeah. In. One thing, no. <laughs> if you make a bunch of it, you better eat it. You don't want to save it. Doesn't last long or doesn't I'm, store. I made... Um, I figure I'm just going to make a whole bunch, right? And then that way I don't need to make more the next morning. So the next morning I put my knife in and it was like rubber. <laughs> Apparently you leave it in there long enough, it turns to rubber. Yeah. <laughs> I could have just bounced it, made it into a ping pong ball or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, like it's a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be taking, I'll definitely be taking that again as well. But I mean, you get, like I say, and that's a protein too, right? Yeah. So if you're worried about that, just, you can put peanut butter on a, a couple of wraps or something like that, or like I say, the flatbread or whatever you're taking. If you yeah. want to put, take one of those tubes, put some jam in it, make a peanut butter and jam sandwich for the kids sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're golden. Um, so that's two of the items I took. The third item I took, we talked about last week when Scott Robinson of mancamping.ca was here. He gave me this new item from their beard and bourbon line. Okay. And you can see it on their, on their website. It's called the, the canvas workspace. Mm-hmm. And it's just a big square piece of canvas, heavy duty canvas. And it's all sewed nicely on the sides and stuff like that. And there's a, 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 a leather wrap so you can wrap it up and, and, and tuck it in your pack. It weighs nothing. Mm-hmm. It goes really small, but it's a workspace. So... When you're cooking, you're making meals, anything like that, it's perfect. It's like a mobile countertop that's on the ground. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I put it, I put it out and when we're doing your meals, I mean, you're putting your food and everything and your utensils and everything on this, this workspace, you got your stove going next to it and then you put your pot on the stove and if you're doing the vegetables, you're frying them up, you're stirring them. And then what do you do with your fork between... While you're stirring, you you're find a stirring. rock or you put a, a log rock or, or the, the yeah. ground or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, you just put it on the workspace Yeah, and then you keep going and stuff like that. And I've used that on two trips 
And everybody that I've, well, I went on a trip with uh, Mackenzie and he's like, this is great. And I went on a trip with three other people last, the last weekend and they're all like, Ooh, where did you get this? Mm-hmm. Cause they're all thinking, Oh man, we should get one of these. Um, because, but it, it's filthy now, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I mean, you, you know which side's up because the, there's a leather piece. Yeah. So you can have right? one side up. One, so side, one side always is, touches the ground. The other yeah. side is for all your items. Yeah. yeah. And you're looking at it at the end of the day and you're thinking, because the, the one trip we had a uh, table, somebody made a table there, right? Mm-hmm. So you got this sitting on there all weekend and you're thinking how dirty this thing got. Well, that's how dirty that table probably is. Yeah. Exactly. And it's all sitting there constantly. So you start thinking about all that Every stuff. time you put your spoon yeah. down on that. Yeah. 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 So this workspace thing, it's really pretty good. Well, I, I was uh, I was looking at it about a month or so ago on Scott's website and uh, I, I had it in the shopping cart and I was looking at it and I was looking at it and I thought, yeah, I don't know. I got to see it. I got to see it. Well, so it now is. that I've seen it, I'm... I'm I'm either going to make one or I'm going to buy one from his website. Yeah. I'd buy one from him for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I like the little strap that you can yeah, uh, it's handy. It's, loop it's it around. Good. Yeah. It's got yeah. loops up, ties itself shut. It's a, uh, it's a neat little, uh, neat little piece of kit. Like I was so close to pulling a trigger on, on his website, but then I just, uh, I just backed out and says, eh, another time. Another time. Yeah. So those are the three new pieces of items that I've taken on the last couple trips. And I got to say, I'm pretty happy with all three of them. The ghee, the peanut butter uh, powder and the, uh, the beard and bourbon yeah. workspace, canvas workspace. Well, so. I got to try that peanut butter stuff because I have two bottles of it at home. Because Do of, it, try when, it. When we went to... Kunucopia, we bought it. Yeah, I or wasn't was with Kunucopia. I was oh, on the trip before um, that with you. The uh, uh, Quiet Water Symposium. Quiet Water Symposium. So I bought a jar then. Yeah. And then when I was down uh, down the States with the boys for the uh, presidential traverse, I uh, we came back and I bought another bottle, forgot that I had bought the first bottle. <laughs> and I have two <laughs> bottles of two different brands, but uh, I we haven't, they're still sealed. I haven't tried them yet. You got to open one, mm-hmm. make some, and then put it on bread and give it to your kids without them knowing what yes, it is. absolutely. And yeah. say, what do you guys yeah. think of the new peanut butter? Yeah. And see what they think. Yeah. yeah. And if they like it and you like it, it doesn't go. matter if anybody else doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I generally don't use peanut butter, but my wife loves it. She uh, yeah. she scoops it by the spoonful to eat peanut butter. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> peanut butter and brown sugar. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Hopefully Siobhan's not listening to this. Don't A peanut butter and brown new. sugar sandwich. <laughs> it is so good. Oh, yeah. So bad for you, but so, <laughs> so good. good. It's sweet and crunchy <laughs> and peanut buttery yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. You just do the rest of the show. I'm going to go grab a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so McCraney Lake in Algonquin Park. Yes. Tell me about As yours I, and Mackenzie's trip. Yeah. So like I say is, is Mackenzie and I did a trip and then Ariana and I'll do a trip and Trace and I'll do a trip because we, our schedules just don't match anymore. So Mackenzie and I were taking four days and we went up to McCraney Lake in Algonquin, which is right off the Rain Lake access. Yes. So four days, July 25th to, to that was a Thursday and then Sunday, July 28th. I like going in the Thursday because a lot of people don't come until the Fridays. Yeah. So you right? get a pick of the So you get your yeah. pick. I mean, there were yeah. still some people in there already. Yeah. But um, you get your, your pick. And so Mackenzie and I, we went up on this one and he was all ecstatic for it. So 5.30 in the morning, I told him, good news is only one portage. Bad news is, depending on what you read, it's either 1,600 <laughs> or 1,800 meters. Because <laughs> I think it says it's signed as as 1,800, but it's actually only 1,600, oh, okay. something like that. 
it only takes you 24 minutes to walk it. Yeah. Not a biggie. So yeah, 530 in the morning, we were on the road and heading up to Huntsville to get some gas to me before hitting the, uh, the permit office. Then when we got to the, the Kearney permit office, they were telling us because there's, there's a site that is okay on the, um, east side. And we always usually go to the island at the south end of yep. McCraney. We were told the island's off limits because they found a dead moose at the Thunderbox. Oh. And all I'm thinking is if whatever you did in that Thunderbox was <laughs> enough to kill a moose, you, sir, need to see a doctor. Because <laughs> that was just nasty. Did you stop to check out the moose? Uh, well, they've either put a fake campsite there. Or somebody came in from another direction and camped there. Huh? We went down by it to yeah. check it out. And there was like a couple of chairs and everything all set up. To make it look So I, I don't know if it is occupied. Huh. They just didn't know. Or they've just made it look yeah. occupied. So I guess the concern would be that bears could be feeding on the dead moose. And yeah. so it could become a danger if somebody walks up on a bear eating on the moose. Yeah. 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 So, and uh, yeah, we were at least going to maybe run in and take a peek at yeah. it. I don't know if they've actually moved it. Yeah. Or not, or left it there, or, huh. you know, um, yeah, because you're sitting there on the Thunderbox and- Hello, uh, Mr. Moose, you uh, stink. <laughs> yeah. And then a bear walks in and goes, hey, what you doing? I'm pooping. What you doing? I'm eating. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, they told us we couldn't hit that one. So, we checked a, a couple of the um, sites down the lake and uh, found one that we actually did like, which was cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh I guess we, we launched just before 10 in the morning or yeah, just before 10 in the morning and 1030, we're on our way down the portage and the, the bugs. Oh yeah. Nasty. There's a lot of swampy sections. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's all dried up yeah. now, right? But mm-hmm. there is a lot of sections, you know, in the spring are just nasty wet, yeah. but the, uh, yeah, the mosquitoes and the deer flies, but the portage, like I say, it's, it's like a kilometer and a half long, but it's wide and it's flat. Oh, nice. And nothing to, nothing to worry. Really easy to do. Right. And then, yeah, we launched into McCraney, checked out a few sites along the way down the uh, lake and finally settled on one and unloaded the canoe by one thirty. Like I say, we we're in no big hurry. Right. Yeah. Made some lunch, set up camp, did some reading and snoozing in the hammock and gathered firewood, get all ready for the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, while we were sitting there, yeah, Mackenzie was in the tent laying down reading rather loudly. <laughs> snoring yeah. uh, I mean we were up at what four in the morning yeah, right? yeah. so it's nap time you know mid-afternoon you're ready for a nap and uh, I'm sitting there in the hammock reading my book and then all of a sudden I hear this float plane coming <laughs> and he was just like he wasn't that far off the, the water oh, yeah. I thought he was going to land on the water but he just comes right as like his his floats would have hit the treetops oh yeah like just hit the treetops was it and a then, parks plane no no, huh. just a regular float plane. So he comes down the lake and then does a big U-turn and goes elsewhere. I thought he was going to land. Yeah. But I was thinking he was coming the wrong way for the wind because they land into the wind, yeah. right? He was going with the wind. So I'm thinking He's something. checking stuff out. Yeah, he's checking something out there. So uh, we went out in the evening to do some fishing. Mackenzie got a nice 11-inch brook nice. trout. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sat by the fire till about 11 o'clock and called it a day. Beauty. Right. Really long day, but really nice. Yeah. Weather was good and all that sort of stuff. Next day we got up, uh, about eight. We were on the water by 10. Went down to do some exploring, exploring around the lake and yeah. checking stuff out. And we walked the Clara Portage, which is like almost 1200 meters mm-hmm. and really buggy. There's a big, there's a pond in the middle of it. 
Yeah. And it's like all swampy and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, so again, the bugs were brutal. Mackenzie, they go after Mackenzie like nuts. Oh, yeah. Like I said, they go after me as well, but I just learned to ignore the majority mm-hmm. of them. And uh, yeah, so then we, we checked all that out and then we came back and we stopped. There's waterfalls on the McCraney side. Okay. So we checked there, did some... Uh, did some photos, cooled off, uh, had some lunch, that sort of stuff, relaxed. And uh, yeah, then uh, headed back to camp, did some reading. Wind started coming up at that point. Oh, okay. So it's not like we're, we we had to get off the, the lake. It's not like we could do some good fishing or anything. So yeah, we, uh, but later on the, uh, the winds did. So we went out fishing for, again, maybe catch a nice dinner or something. A couple of nibbles, but nothing. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's fine. I mean, if you're getting like a 10 inch trout or something like that, if you get a couple of those, that's great. But for two guys, our size. Yeah. You're not going to eat. You know, I mean, Mackenzie's almost six feet tall and, you know, built himself sort of thing. So that's not going to (laughs) do. If you're not making a meal of it, why bother sort of thing. So we did, we did our dinner of fried peppers and sausages. And like I say, I used the ghee for the first time in those uh, fried peppers. And even Mackenzie's like, wow, these are actually pretty good. Hmm. You know? So Yeah. And we made cinnamon rolls in the reflector nice. oven. Nice. Um, just bought the uh, the Pillsbury ones that you yeah. get, the crescent roll, oh, okay. or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cinnamon bun thingies. Perfect. Yeah. And all you do is you pop it pop open. It, yeah. And they've got the thing of the, the what are the cream stuff that you put on the top? Yeah. They got that <coughs> in a little container. But then you just separate them. Yeah. Now, yeah. what I did is I bought a cheap uh, cake tin with the flat sides. Okay. And about an inch high. Yeah. I lined that whole thing with some um, baking, uh, pa- the what's the baking paper? Parchment paper. Parchment paper. Yeah. And I put those in, so that way I could just lift it straight out mm-hmm. and not have to worry about, you know, cleaning anything from that pan. And I just slide it right into the reflector oven. Yeah. And yeah, you get that fire going and get that heat going in yeah. there. They cook pretty good. <laughs> and then, I mean, there's only two of us and there's eight cinnamon buns. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs trout? Jackpot. <laughs> so yeah, so we did that, and uh, uh, that was pretty good. And we're sitting beside we're sitting beside the ten, the, the the fire, just relaxed, nice and quiet. Guys, getting that nice little sugar buzz going, <laughs> and you're watching the fire, and the stars are out. All of a sudden, from the bush behind me, this rabbit, <laughs> thum, 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 like really loud, right by my chair. Thumper. Oh my. God scared the crap out of me because he was <laughs> right beside me. Yeah. Right. And just scared. And of course, Mackenzie starts laughing. So, uh, but yeah, we sat up around the fire until just after midnight mm-hmm. and yeah, called it a, called it a day. It was, it was a really good one. We saw a rabbit on Misty and it was the first time I've seen a rabbit in the park. So oh, yeah? it kind of surprised me. I wasn't expecting to see well, a I've rabbit. Seen, I've seen a lot of but them. He came out, circled our tent, looked at us, then kind of wandered off. He... Didn't seem to care. He was used to people, I guess. Well, maybe. But it was interesting. The kids Cedar was has cool. a lot of rabbits in the area. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. In Algonquin, huh. yeah. Uh, third day, we went out early for some morning fish- fishing, and then the wind and the white caps picked right up first thing in the morning. So we were lucky we got out when we did, because we were pretty much windbound there for the day. Oh, okay. The clouds were moving in, so we, we put a tarp up. Now, they'd said there's a 40% chance of thunder showers. So we're sitting there in the afternoon and got the tarp up and we're just relaxing, got the fire going a bit and reading, stuff like that. Uh, starts raining in the afternoon. So we took little bits. Every so often we go to the shore between rain st- between rain showers. Yeah. Do some castings, see if we can catch mm-hmm. something. And, and we didn't. 
but around three o'clock, the rain really started and we heard thunder. Like we saw some lightning. So to the west of us, we heard the thunder and saw a couple of flashes to the east of us. We heard thunder hmm. and we're thinking, well, maybe there's two cells coming and they're going right around us. Lucky day. No, <laughs> there was a third one coming right up the middle <laughs> and we'd had dinner and everything. And about seven thirty, we got the fire going again and I brought some marshmallows. So I was eating marshmallows. Mackenzie was going to roast a couple marshmallows. And just as it started, the thunder and lightning started, oh, wow. the skies just opened and then we're like, okay, we'll start putting stuff away. And then the wind started <laughs> and that rain was coming straight sideways oh, wow. under the tent or the, the tarp. tarp. Yeah. So we're just throwing everything into the big pack because we got one of those big waterproof yeah. packs and into the barrel, just coating it and made a beeline for the tent. It lasted for about an hour. <laughs> and then um, I was peeking out there and watching and, and everything. And yeah, the, the puddles everywhere. Oh, wow. Like all around the fire pit. Yeah. Just flooded. That much water came. That much water. Wow. Yeah. Everything just flooded. Huh. And uh, then all of a sudden it was gone. So Mackenzie's like, yeah, well, no, I'm comfortable now. <laughs> so he, he called it a night. But I went I went outside for a bit and, and just uh, did a little bit of reading under, yeah. the, under the tarp for a bit to enjoy the rest of the night before calling it a a night. Uh, last day, day four, we got up at six 30 in the morning, breakfast packed up, you know, and, uh, cause yeah, everything was wet. So I knew when we got home, we were going to be drying mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of stuff off and mix the sun and cloud and it looked like rain again. So we figured, you know what, let's, let's get our butts out of here. So it gives us time to just get back easily. Yeah. And so yeah, we were on the water by eight 15, took our time. Deer flies after the rain, all the water was muddy in spots and all that. Yeah. So the deer flies and the mosquitoes were definitely there. And then, yeah, we were on back of the vehicle and all loaded up and heading home by noon. Oh. And, uh, yeah, stopped at, uh, A&W on the way home. That seems to become a thing because on the south end of Huntsville, there's an A&W. Yeah. Uh, there's a Timmy's, there's an A&W, a Subway, um, a gas bar, that sort of thing. We always see it for some reason. Every, every time we take one of the kids, we always end up at that A&W <laughs> for lunch or yeah. dinner on the yeah. way out. So yeah, we stopped for nice. uh, a couple of team burgers there and, uh, and, uh, did that. So that was a really good trip. Um, like you say, right off of Rain Lake mm-hmm. and into McCraney. So that was last weekend. Now this weekend that just passed, uh, so yes, yeah, so that was two weekends ago. So the weekend that just passed, um, I was contemplating doing a man camping trip type trip yep. where I was going to do a big loop out of, um, Opiongo in Algonquin Park. I just wasn't sure. I was going to leave it to the last minute to figure out yeah. exactly what lakes I was going to hit sort of thing, right? I do my route along the way. Because there's different routes you can take. If you know you've got to be on this lake, there's maybe three different routes you can take to exactly, get to that yeah, lake. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I would base it on speed, weather, all that sort of stuff at the time. And then I got an invite to uh, check out Point Grandine Park. Now, yeah. Point Grandine is wedged between the French River and Killarney. Yes. But you take the, the road into Killarney is where, how you get there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'll check it out, I guess. And uh, so Point Grandine Park's been open since 2014-15. They're really new. They, they're a pretty yeah. new park. It's a First Nation owned and operated recreational park. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 18,000 acres of scenic natural wilderness, old growth pine forests, rivers and lakes to explore. You can paddle straight through to Georgian Bay. Yep. Right. Um, there's canoe routes 
to paddle and there's hiking trails. I think they got like 29 kilometers worth of hiking trails. Okay. There. Uh, traditional roots of the Anishinaabek people. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's all, all there. If you want more information, check out grandinepark.com. G-R-O-N-D-I-N-E park, all one word, dot com. And there's more information about the park, what's available. They also have uh, different um, experiences, they call them. So like the teepee experience and stuff like oh, yeah. that. And yeah. Oh, the, neat. To actually learn about yeah, the native peoples. Customs which is pr- Which is pretty cool. Uh, you can get your, you do your reservations there and everything like that. So, like I say, I was asked if I wanted to go on this, check out this trip. There's just three people going. Yeah. So, our friends, Kim, Leanne, and Peter. Uh, Peter was with you on the, the started Nice-link, with you on yeah. the, on the Nice Link. Yeah. And Leanne was our first uh, guest blogger. She yes. does the, yeah. the yoga and everything, and everything like that. So, they were heading in and said, hey, did I want to join them? So, I said, uh, well, I guess I can. And I like to get started early on trips, as you know. Yeah. So I'm one of those guys. Yeah, I was up at three and out the door by four, because it's a four and a half drive hour drive up. It's a long way up. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. So I'm, what time are we going to meet? Like seven in the morning, eight in the morning. Well, yeah, we're going to be there by about eleven. Eleven. Oh my God, he's <laughs> half over. So I said, well, then I'll just meet you up there. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was on the road just after four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Because that way, I knew if I took my time, I get up there. Um, it did I uh, did the portage and all that stuff. Then I'd be, I'd be there by nine ish sort of thing. So and you'd be on your book site waiting for them. Well, no, no, no. I'd actually be at the park and starting the portage by nine. Yeah. And by the time I'm done the portage, I can get out there. I can do some fishing and wait for them on the, oh, okay, on the main it. lake. Yeah. Because you have to portage into the first. Yeah. You're, you're not parking on the water. No, you park uh, 1200 meters from the yes. water. So you start with a portage. You do maybe. Um, you get there and they have a, a couple of people st- sitting there to help you out mm-hmm. at the trailhead. Right? Okay. And they say, what you can do is you can either hump your gear 1200 meters that way, or you can throw your canoe on this canoe rack, this trailer and your gear. And we'll take you around the corner here where there's a road, a private road that we'll goes all right the way the down. Water. And that way you can, we'll drive you there. Extra fee for that service? Nope. Oh, all nice. taken care of. Cool. And they say, but you've got a portage back. Yeah. Then I can go pick you we'll up. We'll drop you off, but we ain't picking you up. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I've got time to kill. So I'll just yeah. portage it. And that way I know what I'm getting into. Uh, it's a nice portage down. Yeah. Because it's a slight slope going towards the water all the mm-hmm. way with a nice little hill near the end yeah. that goes down. Which in reverse is, yeah, there's a big hill at the beginning and it's all uphill. <laughs> if you want to look at it yeah. that way, right? Huh. Uh, so yeah, I had a chit chat with them about the, the portage and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, I was, I, I yeah, 10 o'clock in the morning, I was doing the portage and I was finished by 1035. Nice. You know, so it's, yeah, it's really, really quick. I thought there was the, I'd been told it was 1900 meters, but no, it was only 1200. Oh, okay. Right. No problem. So of course they're, they're showing me on the map. He said, you know, you want to go here, you want to go there and check it all, all out, that sort of thing. And he says, but you go down here and that's Philip Edward Island, which you and Mikey went around. He said, yeah, there's rattlesnakes and stuff there. And I'm like, (laughs) horror, there be dragons. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'll be staying away from that. 
so by 11 o'clock, I'm on the water. I'm just paddling around, checking out a couple things. I'm doing some casting. And um, I guess Peter had some issues with his car, so they were running later. Yeah. So Kim shows up and then um, gets all her gear into the canoe. And then we go back and just as Peter and Leanne are showing up. So they portage all the stuff down. We, we all head on down. And uh, yeah, we're all in the water, we're in the go, nice, beautiful scenery. What time is everybody on the water? Absolutely beautiful scenery. I guess we were on the water just afternoon. Oh, that's not too right? bad. Which isn't, yeah, yeah. which well, isn't realistically. I mean, I'd already be down at the campsite set up and yeah. on a regular day, yeah. right? Um, but like I said, you got to slow down sometimes and mm-hmm. everybody beats their own yeah. drummer sort of thing. So yeah, so we were going down. There was a couple of, um, so you go out the one lake, you go down, there's, there's like a big L-shaped river. Yes. It's the only way to get to the next lake we're going to, yeah. right? So um, we're, I, I got a nice little paper map here, Point Grandine Park. So yeah, we're on, got to pronounce this right, Mazanazing Lake is where you launch into. Yes. And then you go down the Mazanazing River, which has two beaver dams you lift over. Okay. But the, the, the scenery, like stunning, oh, absolutely yeah. stunning. Like you're going down this river and it narrows and you got these rocks that go up on yeah. each side. So it's very with, rocky land. Oh yeah. Very rocky. And all pine trees and spruce and everything on the sides, yeah. old growth stuff. Huh. And you're just going down this like corridor and you're like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is just like awesome. Yeah. And then you get into one spot that's all the, you know, the pipe grass, um, it's thicker, it's all, it's all yeah, green, yeah, yeah. but it's got the, like the white stripes on it mm-hmm. and it's black and stuff like that. Like total bog, but there's this one little trail through it all. So oh, you follow okay. that down. Neat. And then again, over one beaver dam and then you go around a corner over a bigger beaver dam. Um, and then that ends at, and I can never repronounce this one properly, Wemtagush Falls. Uh, so yeah, and that's just a, a lift over. Yeah. So you've only got two, the big portage at the beginning and then two small portages. One's like a hundred meters, one's like 75 or 45 meters, mm-hmm. something like that. And then you're right onto Cedar Lake. Yes. And yeah. that's where all the campsites are. Uh, they have like C1, C2, CG1. So a CG is a group campsite. Okay. C is a canoe campsite. They also have H sites. Those are hiking campsites. Yes. Which is, that's pretty cool. So yeah, we were just across from a, a hiking campsite and, um, yeah, he, they could hear us. We could hear them. They were so close sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, the one thing we did notice and I, and I will say is, uh, so talking to the, the people at the front, they said, yeah, it's like Mazanazing Lake is the only one that's supposed to have, uh, motors. Okay. Boat motors. Cedar Lake also has boat motors. Well, it's not supposed to. From what I was told, it's not supposed to. And the one evening there, the first night, uh, somebody comes boogieing around in a little, like, aluminum boat, does a little circle, and then heads back up a river. Okay. And then the next morning, and I'm sorry, this is beyond rude. Mm -hmm. Beyond rude. I'm sitting on on the big rocks. I'm sitting in my chair. Yeah. I got my stove there so I can make my coffee. I'm eating my morning breakfast, enjoying the scenery. Motorboat comes up, catches a fish in front of our site. Huh. Another motorboat comes up behind behind them. So now there's two there. 
a third one comes in. The three of them <laughs> raft up right in front of our site, 10 o'clock in the morning. Their radio's blaring. They're wow. talking so loud. It's like, are you kidding? Huh. Like, all you got to and they knew I was there. Yeah. And I'm sure they were doing it on purpose. Oh, you I'm think? sorry. That is way beyond rude. You, you, why would you do that? Were they local cottagers or something? I'm thinking that's exactly what it was. Hmm. You know, uh, yeah, you're just a canoe tripper. Like, screw you. Yeah. Whatever. So anyway, whatever. That wasn't going to ruin the day. Um, but we decided that uh, we would, um, yeah. I, like, yeah, so so the first day we got in there, we get in, we do our, all that. We find our, our site, some food, some drinks, campfire, lots of laughs. Uh, lots of stars, really. Stars. Oh, everything nice clear was it? Well, there was there was clouds coming in during the day, and we're looking like eh, uh, it could go either anything. way, right? Yeah. And then they all just disappeared, and oh yeah, Milky Way, wow. nice. everything. It was Perfect. beautiful. Uh, next morning, I was awake at seven. Yeah, because apparently I don't sleep. <laughs> once I'm not going to say what time everybody else was up. <clears throat> noon. What? Um, <laughs> that wasn't quite noon, but. Uh, so yeah, I was up at seven out of the tent, seven 30 and I'm, you know, like I said, I'm making my breakfast and all that sort of stuff. And the plan was to get up and head down to, now you can cruise all the way down Cedar Lake. And then there's another 1200 meter portage that you can get into Mill Lake, yeah. which then you can follow. It turns into Collins Inlet that goes into Beaverstone Bay. So, and that's all circles. Yeah. Prince, uh, Prince. Still better or sorry. Yeah, Philip Edward. It all goes around Prince Edward Island. Because yeah. <laughs> now I've gone to the, the East well, Coast. Everybody calls it PEI. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pri- uh, Philip Edward Island, which did, goes right on the Georgian yep. Bay, right? Yeah. So, you, like I say, you can go right out there. But we got across that portage and the winds were just howling. Oh, up. yeah. Yeah, right up Collins Inlet because it looks like it funnels, right? So I figured, yeah, we're not getting there. <laughs> but there was a rock right there, like a big rock island. Yeah. So we just parked and climbed up on that and I mean it was a massive island yeah and but nothing was on just some shrubs and moss and and stuff so we did some photos of the flowers and stuff that were on there just hung out and hung out has had a bite to eat did some swimming and yeah yeah, so we spent our afternoon it was pretty good and then we uh um well because Collins Inlet there's a spot that has some uh petroglyphs on it some pictographs oh does it yeah so that's what we're going to check those out now, apparently, according to uh, other maps we had, when we were coming back in onto Cedar Lake at the very bottom, there's supposed to be some uh, pictographs there and couldn't find, couldn't find them, them for the life of us. So I uh, don't know if they're there or not. Um, then what else? Oh, yeah. So when we got back, we decided, you know, take the thing back into Cedar, headed all the way back up to camp. Nice, nice, easy, relaxing. Yeah trip up. So you stayed on the same site the whole, both nights. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed at the same sites. Uh, we checked out the sites, all the sites going down. Okay. Because that was one of my big questions. That's why I had the questions. That's why I was kind of delaying on whether I was going to go or not. Right. Mm-hmm. I said, well, is there enough room for three tents and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff? And so, oh, yeah, they, they say you can fit three tents on there. And what? No, <laughs> no, you can't. If we would have taken one of the sites that we were supposed to take, and we had, they had their double tent and uh, Kim and I both had solo tents. Yeah. There, there wouldn't have been room. Just no room, eh? No, no, not at all. And is there trees for hammocks? There's trees for, yeah, I put my hammock up. I mean like for hammock. For a Hennessy hammock? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can find, yeah, you can find trees for that sort okay. of thing. So yeah, if you had a tent and then you were hammocking. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have an issue. Okay. 
but there isn't uh, enough room for that many tents. That many tents. Yeah. So you have to be really picky, and they do the. You're supposed to reserve by site number as yeah. well. So yeah, we were. But Leanna knew that there was nobody coming in. They said nobody's coming in all weekend on a group site. So that's why we ended up going back up and oh, okay. scooping the group site. Yeah. There was plenty of room for the for the tents. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I say, there's a lot of rock and hilly. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of limited. Yeah, you're limited right? in where you can put a tent into it. Yeah. yeah. But like I say, I mean, the the, the scenery alone is yeah fantastic. Yeah. They're just looking at all that. Uh, yeah, so we had our, our dinner and, and whatnot. We got back from, from all the swimming. Everybody was pretty tired. I figured I'm going to go and do some fishing on the shore and do some photos. Uh, Peter went in for a snooze, and I had my hammock set up. And Kim's like, no, no, I'm not going to try the hammock because uh, I won't get out of it. Uh, Leanne was doing some yoga stuff, some stretching and that, and then she was laying on a yoga mat while looking at some of her photos she'd taken during the day. Kim moved to the hammock, <laughs> and... Uh, um, I'm sitting, I'm sitting there cause I'm, I'm, I was in my chair at this point and I'm hearing this, bzz, 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 bzz. what the heck is that? And I looked right above her was yeah. a hummingbird. Oh, neat. it was like, cause it's a bright red hammock. Yeah. Right. And it's bzz, 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 moving around her and she's, she's like, what the hell's that noise? And as she, I guess she went to look up. Like she could have reached her hand up oh, and yeah? grabbed. It was right there. Yeah. So he was humming around the site for a little bit, but yeah, it was, that was pretty cool. Cool. And then yeah, we uh, just made dinner, had a campfire, did some star. I did some star shots, some star photos, okay, and stuff like that, some night shots, and then uh, headed to bed. And they wanted to be up early the next morning, our day out. So yeah. that was the the Monday holiday Monday, yeah. right? So what's early for them? Six a.m. Well, they got up at six. I was up at six. They were up at about six. 20, 630. Cause I said, oh, the alarm went off at six, thir- six o'clock, but we wanted to snooze a bit more. So whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I was up and so yeah, I slowly took down camp, had breakfast and uh, we were off the site around nine. Okay. Like we wanted to be up early, give ourselves time to get to where we're going, but not yeah. after race, mm-hmm. it was a nice, easy paddle out, did some fishing on the way out, a couple of small bass, something like I say, something huge hammered that lure. Yeah. Just as we were getting back. Yeah. Because my line was, and it was just stripping the line off. Oh, wow. Right. And then, yeah, all of a sudden it changed direction. I was reeling and then, yeah, it was coming too fast. I got to think it was probably a pike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they do have big pike and big bass in yeah. there, right? So. Yeah. And then uh, we just portaged the canoe and the gear to the truck. We, they leave a canoe cart down there. Oh. I've never used good. a canoe cart. Yeah. In all my years, I've never, so I figured, you know what? Let's try this. Check Carry it the packs, throw all the little stuff in the canoe, and we'll zip it up. But there's so many rocks oh, on yeah. the end. And then, like, every you got this pack on, and you're carrying this, pulling this canoe. And I was just keeps getting wedged yeah. on the rocks and keeps ripping your arm. And at one, <laughs> I just finally said, you know what? I'm not even going to attempt this going up the hill. Just, I'm done. Yeah. So I just left that, walked to the end, dropped the, dropped the packs off. Walked and all the little stuff we scooped out, mm-hmm. walked back, took the canoe cart off, put it back and just carried the canoe yeah. all the way to the end. It was a double portage, but oh Too man, I would have, I would have just left everything there at some point. <laughs> I said, screw it. I'm going to burn it. Somebody can have it, whatever. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, it was, we got there and then, uh, loaded up the trucks and, uh, headed down into Killarney to Herbert's Fisheries for mm-hmm. fish and chips. Ah. Holy Busy. Yeah. 
Oh my God. I mean, yeah, it takes you like five minutes in line to get your order, but there were so many people already waiting. Oh, yeah. It's like, they're calling your names and, and you're like, number 534. I'm like, oh, I'm like number 700 sort of <laughs> thing, right? You're just like, oh, this is going to be forever. And there's limited seating and stuff. Yeah. But uh, not all worked out where I guess there was so much movement that by the time yeah. we were, there was there was some shade that we could sit in. There's and high flow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a bit pricey. Really pricey oh, yeah? for what you get. Yeah. I think mine was like 23 bucks. And I got like a couple of small pieces of fish. I'd figure it'd be a bit more fish. But than I hear that. it's highly recommended. It is. It, it was. Oh, it was definitely good fish. And mm-hmm. But it just I figured it would have been more for that that kind of price. Yes. You know. So, is what it is. Um, then yeah, after we all had our lunch, we all jumped back in our vehicle, said our goodbyes, and cool. said awesome trip, and uh, we all boogied on home. I was home by just before eight o'clock last night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or. Not last night. That night. A couple, couple Monday nights night. ago. It was just, yeah. Uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah. Um, I was home by just before, what, quarter to eight. Mm-hmm. And then I managed to unload everything. And so, yeah, Point Grandine Park. Um, if you want scenery and you want fishing. Yeah. Like if that's all you're going for, scenery and fishing, definitely. Be wary about um, the, well, the first portage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, be wary. It's rocky. So the portages are rocky. Okay. Especially the one at the, uh, the falls. Mm-hmm. Like it's quite the drop. Oh, okay. Um, and you, so you, you help each other taking the canoe down. That's that drop. bad, eh? Yeah. But coming back, cause you're figuring that's going to be worse. I put the canoe on and you can see sort of steps. Yeah. So yeah, I just walked straight. Peter was coming up behind me and I just walked straight up. Yeah. And. Nice. It was pretty good that way. Too easy. And. Um, yeah, if you're not into motorboats, I'm not sure. I, I, that was my one thing about that. You should like, have asked them, park about it, say, listen. Well, there's nobody there when I went. But you can leave, right? email so, them yeah, I'll, I'll send them a message and say, what's the deal with that? And the sites. If you're going there with a couple of big tents, you. Yeah, you, they need to mark their sites better. They need a little bit more uh, research on their sites for when they tell people what they can and can't do. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know what? I really enjoyed the park. We, I think we all did. And, uh, had a good, it was a really good, good time camping, but I definitely check it, check it out. Point Grandine Park. Uh, again, grandinepark.com. Check that out. And, uh, if you're looking for something a bit different, check it out. You might want to take a, even to go hiking somewhere yeah. new for backpacking. Yeah. Right? It's got quite the trails. Well, especially since Killarney is so hard to, to get into, right? Yeah. But you can camp here or hike here and stay overnight and then you can zip across the road mm-hmm. and go do like the crack or whatever. Oh, okay. It's that close, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's right there. Hmm. It's like you pass, is it Bell Road that goes into okay, Bell yeah. Lake? Yeah. You pass that just before so it's, Point Grandine. It's that, yeah. It's that close. Nice. Yeah. And then it's only like a 20 minute drive actually yeah. into the town of Killarney. So you could base camp from Point Grandine into Killarney. Yeah. If you want to do the cracks over peak, yep. whatever, you just do your base yeah. camping in Grandine. Yeah. So, so that was my two trips. Yeah. And all my gear. If I had done, you're going to give that kind of detail. I would have given the same detail on my trip. Oh, I, I kept did. mine brief. That was brief. <laughs> you should see what I left out. <laughs> there was lots of Monty Python and <laughs> yeah, 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 stuff going on. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So that's, uh, that's what's been happening this week. Mm-hmm. 
And we were going to have John Van Berger on this week, but he's been uh, a bit busy. He's uh, got a couple of things he wants to chat about, and uh, he's been having a string of bad luck lately. Yes, I heard so, he broke a finger or something. Yeah, so we'll yeah we'll chat with him. We'll have him on next week, and uh, we'll chat find out what's going on with that and storms yeah. and and his he's got some news about his uh, couch surfing friend that he stayed with down in Austin. So okay. Anyway, I think that's all I've got for this a week. Where's my other paper here? Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can check us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, all your favorite podcast loading downloading sites. And you can find every episode, this is number 182, on the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com. And we've even got a couple of things on our YouTube channel. And I want to reiterate, if you've got any trip logs or yes. stuff, uh, we are guest looking blog. for guest bloggers. Uh, I got, uh, Mikey sent one about doing his canoes. Nice. And somebody has sent one in uh, about the Channel Islands. The ones nice. over off, I guess, off of France. Yeah. Not the ones off California. Yeah. So got it. Yeah, got a got a. People are quite interested in doing this sort of thing. So, nice. if you have anything that you think would be a, make a good blog, let us know and uh, we'll share it. Let's get on this. Uh, I think that's about it. Anything else from you? I've got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> well, thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley, and I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>